From around the world, this is the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG-13, suggesting that all children under the age of 13 should listen accompanied with an adult. Police discovered the gruesome remains of a teenage boy and a teenage girl behind the Tochi Hotel yesterday. Sources close to the investigation say the hearts of the victims have been cut from their bodies prior to death. Police have not confirmed the story. These deaths come on the heels of bodies found two months ago that appear to be victims of a jungle cat attack. Still no word on what caused a tidal wave in Nightfalls Bay yesterday, which caused the dock to collapse. Luckily, no one was injured in what some are calling an act of God. smell. Ugh. They knocked over my cart. Them little bastards. They're all up in our business cause of a little splash. They ain't nothing but a bunch of high-toting scrubs. It was a pretty big splash, Willie. Big splash, little splash. This is nightfalls, man. Strange shit's always happening here. True that, brother. Remember that crazy lizard thing a couple of years ago? That was enough to make me go dry at the Salvation Army. Where's two days of my life? Couple months back, Toothless Annie said she saw people floating around at the train depot. Floating in the air, said there was a giant black and brown tornado. I said to my girl, you must be smoking crack. She swore on the children she was sober as a judge. Strange things always going on in night falls. Especially lately after. Shh, don't say it. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> Still a TV truck over there. Think they want a picture of my pretty face? Yeah, maybe if you put your teeth in. Hey, you think that pretty blonde from the news is in there? Maybe I should go say hello. She was making eyes at me before. She was rolling her eyes at you. Man, I was working that girl. She wanted me. Yeah. <laughs> she wanted you like someone wants crabs. You're suffering from the delusions again. Get away from their truck. Hey, pretty lady. You in there? Come on, man. Can't spend another night in lockup. There's a boy down there sweet on my ass. We all sweet on your ass, Toddler. Come on out. Just a cup of coffee. He's going to get both our asses locked up again. Oh. What the hell is that? Hey, Willie man, get your ass over here. Something ain't right. Willie! What you got to be yelling my name like that? Look, over there by the sea ladder. I don't see nothing. Wait, what? Look over there. Is that a girl? Sure hell ain't no boy. Whoa! Looks like a tattoo of a bird or feathers or something. Is she naked? That girl ain't got a stitch on her. Help me. Please. You thinking what I'm thinking? That would turn her in for a reward? Hell yeah. No, you old queen. Ain't gonna be no reward for her. She may be light, but she ain't white. No one looking for her in this part of town. She got a tramp stamp on her. No, sir. She's a working girl. I don't think so, man. She doesn't look like any working girl I've ever seen. Hey, girl, you got a name? Please. I'm so cold. Give her your jacket. I ain't giving my jacket to no working girl crackhead, Toby. Besides, I'm enjoying the view. Hey, sweet thing, you want to party with Willie? Working girl or not, you ain't hitting that. You don't think so? Watch the master work this little coos. Hey, mama, what's your name? Gab- Gabriella. That's kind of a mouthful. Let's just call you Gabby. Me and my man Tolbert over there, we're kind of like kings down here. Please, 
I'm so cold. Here, darling, take my coat. Thank you. What you giving us in return? What? Don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about, girl. Quid pro quo. We give, you give, got it? Please, don't touch me. Willie, let her be, man. She look hurt. This girl sells it on the street and can't even spare a kiss for me. I don't think so. Kiss me, bitch. No. Willie, stop. Please, stop. You're hurting me. I'm going to do more than hurt you if you don't start showing some respect. Damn, Willie, no need to get rough. This little Quim loves the attention. She can't get enough. Ain't that right, Gay? Stop it. Please. Shut up, bitch. Oh, wait a minute. You you just get Willie. No, I, I didn't. Please, help me. You get away from me. Oh, my God, Willie, man. He burnt through. What did you do to him? What the hell are you? I'm taking you to the elder one. He know what to do. Magic and magical people. The unnatural order is all around us. There are white witches, black witches, demons, vamps, werewolves, shapeshifters, ghosts. It's a protoplasmic party of creature features out there. But unless you know where to look, you won't find them. I know where to look. My name is Harry Strange. At midnight, I cut the priest's throat, and while he's still draining, I disembowel him and save his heart. After making a circle with his entrails, I place his heart in the center and stab it with a ceremonial dagger. How many times do I have to repeat this, snake lady? I lost my healing grace, not my brains. Until I am satisfied, you won't screw it up, homely man. Have you taken a good look in the mirror? Careful, Mr. K. I can split you in half and swallow your heart while it is still beating. And you won't come back from the dead this time. <laughs> True, but you'll only be able to kill me once. Continue with the plan, little man. I've two priests in the back and one up here. This one is more of a GPS system. Hmm, I don't think that compass I burned into his chest is ever going to heal, but hey, <laughs> think of the story you'll be able to tell your parishioners, Father. How you were kidnapped by a naked snake lady monster and her handsome partner. Please, let me go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She's going to eat you as soon as we get to Lilith's. Oh my God, I'm heartily sorry. Oh. Stop your babbling, priest! You've been forsaken. Stop talking to the food and pay attention. She is near. I can feel her. According to the moving blister on Father Compass here, she should be... that way. Why are you stopping, idiot? You know, you really should be nicer to me. You couldn't have gotten this far without drawing the attention of hunters if it hadn't been for me. And who else knows how to feed you? How you like your food all worked up before you taste it? Perhaps you're right. I need to feed before I face Lilith. Throw the marked priest out here. Save your energy, father. This is happening. If I have to shatter your legs, that will be up to you. Feed! 
Find me! You don't have to do this. Yeah, I do. See how her jaw snaps open so she can swallow a human? One of us is going in there. <laughs> it ain't gonna be me! No! Tell you what, Father. I'll push you in head first. Her stomach acids will... Oh, that was too close, Yara. I felt your spit. That burns. Mmm. Mmm. You were taking too long. Mmm. Why in the hell are you out of bed? It's been three days. I feel fine. Yeah? Well, you look like crap. Did you change the dressing on your side? Have you been keeping up with current events, Amanda? I need to figure out what's going on. Millions of people have died in the last two days. My regenerative abilities are gone. Something bad is happening. Hmm, you think? Didn't you say your ankle snapped? Yeah, it was strange. It healed itself, and then it just broke again. The doctor put it in a walking cast. It's like Gabriella is without her grace. Gabriella? The angel who graced you? Yes. What does that have to do with my ankle or any of the other millions of people who died? The news is calling it the Day of the Dead. Some preachers are calling it the Day of Reckoning. Asshats. Maybe they were people whom Gabriella blessed. You included. I assure you, I've never prayed to Gabriella or any other angel or god. You don't have to. Sometimes she just shows up. Wouldn't I remember meeting her? Yeah. Gabriella's an archangel. She makes quite the impression. Nope. Wouldn't know her if she bit me. What are you doing on that ladder? Um, climbing? I'm not a cop anymore, but I still carry a gun, knucklehead. I'm on a ladder against a bookshelf. Let's work through it, shall we? I need a book from up here. Just about have it. Ah, crap! Harry! Jesus Christ, grab on to something! I got it. I'm fine. Whew. Just gotta sit for a second. My side is still a little tender. When I found you in the mausoleum the other night, I thought you were dead. You have a bullet hole in your leg, and it looked like some feral animal had taken a bite out of your side. I was terrified. Then my ankle collapsed under me, and I thought the witches were back. When you didn't heal by the time we reached the hospital, I thought you were cursed. And dying. Oh, I'm flattered that you were worried about me. Don't get too full of yourself, tough guy. I was worried that if you were cursed, there wouldn't be any defense against the person or persons who cursed you. Looks like I'm not that far off. This doesn't feel like a curse. It feels like Gabriella is, I don't know, missing or something. I could always feel her, even during our periods of radio silence. Now, I have nothing. Just a hissing sound where she used to be. Well, either way, you're screwed. Which means we are all screwed. Don't be such a negative Nancy. There's always hope. Really, Harry? Do you remember what happened the last time you said that? I ended up with my arms and legs broken and mandatory long-term disability from the Night Falls Police Department. Or how about when you said that to my sister? I can't keep apologizing for what happened to her. It wasn't my fault. I begged her to stay home. I told her to lock the doors and salt the entryways. It's never your fault, is it? Do you ever consider that you may be reckless? Your immortality lets you play fast and loose with people around you. Maybe this curse or loss of grace is the best thing to happen. Maybe now you'll understand how fragile human life is. That's not fair, Amanda. I've always put humanity first. Why are you here? You don't approve of me. 
And you think I'm reckless. Because I have nowhere else to go. It's impossible to return to a normal life after being with you and seeing the things that only you can share. Those witches terrified me. But at the same time, it was a thrill fighting them. Just knowing they are real is surreal. The stories my sister told me, the stories you told me, the couple of cases I worked with you, you're like a never-ending dose of adrenaline in a candy-coated wrapper with a razor-sharp tongue. Harry Strange! It's been three days! Where is my honey-poo? Who the hell are you? Has it been three days? It has! Where's Finny? I paid you for his service and I expect you to deliver! It's okay, Amanda. Delana's a client. Another happy one, apparently. You're right, Delana. And under normal circumstances, I'd have a report for you by now. Wait. You smell funny. Stand up! I stood up. The wound on my side sent a flare of pain to my brain that would have been bright red. Delana invaded my personal space and started sniffing me. My neck, my arms, my stomach, my side. You stink! The smell of the human spirit is all over you! Ugh! You've always had that stench, but it was covered by something more enchanting. What happened to you? I don't know. What is this? Ow! Do you mind not grabbing that? It's still a little sore. And runny. Delana reached under my shirt and grabbed the wound on my side. Her hand came back covered in blood and pus. Damn, that's nasty. Then she licked her hand. I'll fix it. She put her hand under my shirt again and I started to step away from her. Don't be such a baby. This will heal your side so you can find Finny. I looked at Amanda, who shrugged her shoulders and raised her eyebrows. Okay, Delana. I guess... Ah! Son of a bitch! What the hell? Delana cauterized my flesh. The smell activated my gag response and the pain made my knees weak. There, there. All better. She stepped away, wiping something off her hand. The tear in my flesh was replaced with a char mark that would, in time, fade away. I touched it and felt nothing but burnt flesh. Then I twisted, slowly at first, rocking back and forth until it looked like I was doing the full-on let's twist again hip swivel. Huh, that feels pretty good. It can't possibly feel as funny as it looks. Don't be a hater, honey. You're too skinny. You need to eat more. Go get a donut. Thanks. I'm not really hungry. Then go powder your nose. I need to talk to Mr. Strange. Alone. Give us a minute, please. Fine. But I'm not getting donuts for either of you. Well, if it isn't my favorite snake lady. You are uglier than the last time I saw you. Tell me, what brings you out here to my forest in the middle of the night? Your forest? Everything you see doesn't belong to you, Lilith. I see you still haven't learned that lesson. How are your eyes feeling? I'm sorry, Yara, but that lisp makes it very difficult to understand you. Can you please speak more clearly? I should kill you where you stand. <laughs> if you could kill me, I'm sure you would have already tried and failed. So, how long has it been, darling? Two, three centuries? Time does fly. Time isn't flying for me. 
Every day of my tortured life, I am cursed to be this horrible monster you turned me into. You're a deceitful little witch. I cursed you so the world would know what you are. A lying snake. I saved you from the villagers. My father let you into our palace, and how did you repay him? Your family betrayed me, and I boiled your father in his own entrails. He was tasty. (laughs) You can't catch me, Yara. You are as slow as you are hideous. I'm surprised you didn't try to kill yourself by now. Silly me. My curse won't let you end your freakish life. Yes, your vindictiveness knows no bounds. But why, Lilith? I never understood why you thought I betrayed you. We were like sisters. We were more than sisters. More than husband and wife. We could have lived together forever. But then the soldiers came in that ridiculous trial. The villagers already had the stake and fire waiting for me. And someone had told him about my weakness for... Well, it doesn't matter. We know what happened next. You lost your mind and attacked the only person who could help you. Actually, I saved your sister for last. It wasn't I who betrayed you. It was my sister. You lie. To what gain, Lilith? Will you turn me into something more hideous this time? My sister wanted the throne. She wanted me out of the way and thought the best way to do that was to drive a stake between you and I. Hmm. Even if that was true, there's nothing that could be done about it now. As you said, that was centuries ago. I can't give you back your lost time. But you can release me. I beg you, Lilith, for the love we once shared. Lift this veil of horror from me. Make me a woman again. Why? Haven't I suffered enough? I've consumed enough human flesh that the flavor is forever burned into my soul. Please, Lilith, I implore you, free me. And then what? We just walk away? You leave and live a normal life? A normal life can never be mine. I have done much evil in this guise, this mockery of life. I will seek redemption and the mercy of the church. I will use whatever enchantments I have left in the service of good. I realize that doesn't mean anything to you. But it is what I need. Hmm. You were quite beautiful. Tight and tasty. Hair as soft as the clouds and as yellow as morning sun. Never have I felt the closeness to another that I felt with you. I feel the same, my love. It does seem a pity. To hide your beauty beneath the body of this lamina, this horrible abomination of humanity. You could release me with just a word. I could, 
Though it would be a waste to send you to the church. Wouldn't you prefer to stay by my side? If that's your desire, and the cost of my freedom, I will spend forever with... Oh, if you would release me, I would never leave you, my love. If that's your desire. <laughs> How quickly your need for redemption disappears. Could it be that penance was never your desire? Maybe you are deceiving me again. Of course not, my love. I would seek redemption from you for the deeds of my sister. The words I speak come from my heart. Hmm. You speak of love, yet you have a familiar waiting nearby to perform the druid rite of assassination. Lilith, I don't know what you're talking about. If I remember correctly, the rite must begin at midnight, which is a few moments away. You need a priest. Oh, look. You just happen to have a priest in the back of your van. Please, don't kill me. Shut up. How about a broken neck for the good padre? No. Lilith, wait. Shh, lover. I'm not finished. You also need a familiar to perform the deed. <laughs> well, that was a little surprising. And a little arousing. Yara, you insult me by thinking these two could send me to the eternal rest. Start with those two, Lilith. With these two. Hello, Lilith. Well, look at this. The Morning Star and the Cherub Samus. One of you is slumming. I'm just not sure which one. Enjoy your little laugh, Lilith. What? Do you think I'm frightened? Please. What are you going to do? You should be on your knees in front of us. And you should kiss my ass. What? My knees are bending. You can't do this to me. And yet there you are, genuflecting in front of us. Let me up. Yara, you did marvelous, darling. Our deal is good. You betrayed me to them? It's not betrayal, it's payback. I've had centuries to plan my revenge. When the morning star came to me, well, you know how persuasive he can be. <laughs> I didn't care about Pandora's Pythos. I just wanted to gouge the eyes of your owls. You will regret this. More than being turned into a lamina, there is a limit to what even you can do to me. <laughs> Don't be so sure about that. Morningstar, Cherub, I believe my payment is due. Of course. So mote it be. I am a woman again. Tell me, Lilith, am I as you remember? <laughs> well, 
I don't know about Lilith, but I think you're damn hot. More beautiful than I remember, Yara. You know that Morningstar's deals always have a catch. At least I'm not a hideous beast anymore. <laughs> I must say, I do like you on your knees, Lilith. It's so submissive. Don't get used to it. I won't be down here forever. Oh, my love. You couldn't be more wrong about that. What do you mean? Your reign of terror is about to end. You wouldn't dare. He still loves me. You're right. I do. But times like this call for sacrifices. And the cherub already made hers. You are mine. <laughs> First off, darling, I'm not anyone's property to sacrifice. And secondly, Morning Star, I was not talking about you. I was talking about the Lord of Hosts. Perhaps you should get your vanity in check. Ow! How dare you! The next time your foul lips mention the Lord of Hosts, I will burn your tongue from your head. He is not interested in your salvation anymore. I doubt he has thought about you in centuries. You lie! He loves me! Who needs the vanity check now, darling? The cherub is almost incapable of lying. But let's talk about you. Do you know what's in this bag? What bag? This one. The leash the cherub keeps on you? How long before she decides to cut off your head? Another word from you. And oh my. You're working together. This isn't just some shakedown. You two have actually concocted some plan. But what could you both want? Oh, you've got to be kidding. And you say I have an ego? It's a perfect plan. The cherub and I will rule together. The Lord of Hosts is old and not interested in anything but creation. We will take what he built and make it in our image. You and the cherub. I can't wait to watch you both fail. Your massive egos trampled on just before his archangels smite you both. Not likely to happen. The cherub took the grace from the only archangel likely to stand in our way. Once you're gone, nothing can stop us. And what do you plan to do? The Stone of Sodom. No, it can't be. The stone of Sodom turns anything that looks upon it into a pillar of salt. It would be suicide for you to glance upon it. Not salt, Lilith. Marble. And it only works on humans. And, my love, at the end of the day, you are just a human who grew beyond all expectations. No, you wouldn't dare. You and I had something, Morningstar. Poets and artists dreamed to share what we had. Everything ends, Lilith. I'm going to let the cherub do the honors. Goodbye, my love. Don't do this, Morningstar. Don't walk away from me. Morningstar! Alas, my love, I also must take my leave. But fret not. When the deed is done, I shall return to put fresh-cut roses at your feet.
Come along, Kay. <laughs> yes, we should go. This seems like a very dangerous place to be. Yura, please, don't do this. I left you with your life. Wait, Kay. Yeah, I'm just going to wait over there by the van. You, you're being left with your life, Lilith. As I understand it, you become a pillar of salt or marble, but your consciousness is left aware. <laughs> ah, like Lot's wife, you become locked in your own body, unable to communicate with the world, yet observing and hearing everything around you. It's a fitting end to someone so in love with herself. Wouldn't you agree? I want the last thing you feel to be my breath on your cheek and the taste of my lips on yours for the love that might have been. Yara, no, don't leave me. Yara! It's just you and me, harlot. You may have the Morning Star fooled, but I know you're planning a double cross. Your ramblings mean little to me. Still, Val, we both know I'm right. If you want a true ally, someone who can engineer an overthrow of heaven and hell, you would be better served by choosing me and killing the Morning Star. Maybe I plan to kill him anyway and have it all to myself. Oh, the cherub emperor! <laughs> hmm, maybe. But you seem like the type who needs a sidekick. Is that what you're offering, Lilith? To be my sidekick? If that's what it takes to spare my life? <laughs> you would try to kill me as soon as my back was turned. And as your little tart said, you're not going to die. You're going to be encased forever. In marble. Oh. I am warning you. Don't do this. Idle threats. <laughs> oh, it's time. I'll open the bag and look upon your destiny, Lilith. No. 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 I I do hope that is as painful as it looks. <laughs> Harry Strange, Episode 313, Neither Gods Nor Angels, was written by Tony Serechia and directed by Jason Tyler. Sound design by Molly Silverman. All material is copyright 2016 by Tony Serechia and used with his permission. Featured in tonight's cast were Crystal Lowe, Craig Johnston, Michael Donnellan, Leanna Adams, Stephanie Wilkinson, Joe Roche, Brian Troxell, Laura Corliss, Kellen Stennett, Jackie Costello, Parissa Johnston, Sketch McQuinner, and Trisha Groves. To keep up with the latest news and information on everyone's favorite private investigator, visit our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Radio. 
Send your questions, comments, and suggestions to producer at harrystrange.com. Harry's opening and closing theme music was written and performed by Ryan Lassard and is copyright by Ryan Lassard and used with his permission. Contact Ryan at rlassardmusic at gmail.com. Incidental music was written and performed by Kevin McLeod and is copyright by Kevin McLeod and used with his permission. Visit incompetech.com for more of Kevin's music. Sound effects licensed by soundsnap.com. For the Harry Strange radio drama, I am Joanne Pruden. Good night. Harry Strange is the lance in my liver, and I want him dead. With the power the Pythos possesses, you will rule the world, and I will have the satisfaction of watching Harry Strange die 100 times a day for eternity. My own Sisyphus, Harry will be ground to flower under the boulder, feeling the exquisite pain of his bones crushing one by one. You just wait, Harry Strange. When I get my hands on the Pythos, you, your friend, and the angel will all pay dearly. Damn it. Compel him, Cherub. <laughs> my name is Harry Strange. The Harry Strange season finale. Airing soon.